Well, good morning and welcome to the fourth Sunday of Easter. It's May the 3rd, 2020. We come together as people living in a society that can be scary and confusing, longing for our tears to be wiped away and our fears replaced with joy. Inspired by God's Spirit, we will walk this road together, finding sanctuary and God's all-encompassing love. For Jesus is at the heart of our faith and in the depth of our soul. opening hymn this morning is comes from Voices United number 559 and it is Come Thou Font of Every Blessing. This morning it'll be uh, played, or not played, it's an a cappella uh, sung by Eclipse 6. Come thou fount of every blessing Tune my heart to sing thy grace Streams of mercy never ceasing Call for songs of loudest praise upon it mount of thy redeeming love here I raise my Ebenezer hither by thy help I come and I hope by thy good pleasure say to arrive at home. 
from danger Interposed his precious blood Oh, to grace how great a debtor Daily I'm constrained to be Let thy goodness like a fetter Bind my wandering heart to thee Prone to wonder, Lord, I feel it Prone to leave the God I love Here's my heart, oh, take and seal it Seal it for thy courts above. Come thou fount of every blessing. Tune my heart to sing thy grace. Streams of mercy never ceasing. Call for songs of loudest praise. Our call to worship this morning. Loving Shepherd, you know our names. You care for us. When we face darkness and death, you walk beside us. When we hunger for your love, you fill us with your presence. When we are fearful, you feed us at your table. May we dwell in the house of goodness and mercy all the days of our lives. Let us approach God in prayer. Let us pray. O oh Lord, our Shepherd God, Come close to us now. Come near us in our time of need. Shepherding God, we need you in our time of anxiety. We need you in our time of economic uncertainty. We need you in a time of globe-trotting disease. We need you to bind our wounds and pour your healing ointment on our heads. We need the briars and brambles and burrs pulled out of our fleece and skin. Shepherd God, you guide us with your voice. Help us to listen and follow no matter where your voice leads. Help us to trust you. Shepherding God, protect us from the hired hands that do not really care for us and have neglected or abused us in the past. Shepherding God, thank you for your son who laid down his life for those who follow him and for those who are not in the fold yet. Lord, we pray for those who don't know the shepherd, whose life circumstances kept them from knowing the good shepherd. 
We pray that by our actions, our behavior, and our reaching out into the community, they may become known to you. Shepherding God, renew us, guide us with your love, and renew us with your peace. Amen. Our second hymn this morning is from Voices United, number 273, The King of Love.
And let us pray a prayer of confession this morning. Come to us this day, gracious God, as we sing our songs and celebrate Easter's joy. And may we feel your presence with us. Each spring we recall again the mystery and wonder in your gift of resurrection. Each spring we ponder what it means to believe, to be faithful, and to live in hope. And in our pondering, we became aware of the continuing need for resurrection in our own lives and in this world. Come to us this day, O Lord. Raise our faith, comfort our sorrows, resurrect our hope, yet do not leave us passive. Send us out to finish what you have begun. Amen. And our words of assurance this morning, the good news is this, Christ is risen, Christ is risen, hallelujah. Thanks be to God. Amen. The scripture readings this morning, the first one is from the 23rd Psalm. And this morning, let us listen to it as it is sung.
Our Gospel reading this morning comes to us from the Gospel of John, the 10th chapter, reading the first 11 verses. Very truly I tell you, anyone who does not enter the sheepfold by the gate, but climbs in by another way, is a thief and a bandit. The one who enters by the gate is the shepherd of the sheep. The gatekeeper opens the gate for him, and the sheep hear his voice. He calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. And when he has brought out all his own, he goes ahead of them, and the sheep follow him because they know his voice. They will not follow a stranger, but they will run from him because they do not know the voice of the stranger. Jesus used this figure of speech with them, but they did not understand what he was saying to them. So again, Jesus said to them, very truly, I tell you, I am the gate for the sheep. All who come before me are thieves and bandits, but the sheep did not listen to them. I am the gate. Whoever enters by me will be saved and will come in and go out and find a pasture. The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. For the word of God in scripture, for the word of God among us, for the word of God within us, thanks be to God. Today's message is based upon a combination of the 23rd Psalm and today's Gospel reading that I just read to you from the Gospel of John, chapter 10. I know next week is Mother's Day, but today's scriptures lend themselves so easily to segueing into Mother's Day that I have chosen to include mothers in today's sermon. Each Mother's Day in the past has been one where I feel pressured to write a short sermon so that everyone can meet together with mom for lunch, whether at a family member's house or perhaps making it in time for the reservation at a favorite restaurant. I suppose this year, talking on the phone, t Skyping or Zooming will be the norm and perhaps I can deliver a longer sermon, laughing out loud. I want to begin reading to you a story written by Victoria Robinson, a contributor to Chicken Soup for the Unsinkable Soul. It was in the early morning that Victoria laid snuggled under the quilt that her grandmother had sent to her. She was small for her age of seven, but Grandma had always told her that she was full of spunk. As Victoria sat up, rubbing sleep from her eyes, she suddenly realized what day it was. Excitement ripped through her entire body. Victoria struggled with the quilt to free her legs, and once free, she bound out of bed. Granny, Granny, she cried as she ran through the house. Her hand reached out to grab the door jam that led into the kitchen. She tried to stop, but her body swung around the corner with such force that her feet went one way, her arms another, and she went sprawling across the kitchen floor. Her grandmother looked up in time to see her fall. A robust woman with salt and pepper hair, Granny had a very stern voice and a stern face, which almost never smiled. From the floor, Victoria saw that she had one hand in the mixing bowl and the other flowered hand resting on her hip. One of her eyebrows began to rise while the other one stayed perfectly still. Victoria knew when that eyebrow came up that she was about to become in trouble, but Victoria was too excited to care. Granny, guess what, Victoria said. Know what day this is, do ya, do ya? The eyebrow slowly went down and Victoria saw a hint of a smile. I reckon I know what day it is, Granny said with amusement in her voice. As Granny spoke, Victoria scrambled to get up. Grabbing hold of Granny's dress to get an extra lift, Granny shook her head. Lord, child, you will be the death of me. She turned her attention back to the bowl where she continued to knead the dough for biscuits. Now go on, wash up for breakfast. Victoria knew better than to argue, and so she did as she was told. 
When breakfast was on the table, Victoria started eating the biscuits and gravy as fast as she could, stuffing them in her mouth. Victoria, Granny said in a commanding voice. She stopped chewing and looked up at her grandmother, her cheeks stuffed with food. Slow down. We don't eat like pigs here. Victoria managed to answer, yes, ma'am. When her mouth was finally clear, she said, but I've got to get ready, Granny. Mom's coming today. Granny looked into Victoria's wide blue eyes with an expression she couldn't read and said, so she said, child, so she said. Victoria went on, can I wear my best dress today, can I? Oh, please, Granny. Victoria's words tumbled out so fast, Granny couldn't get a word in. When she did reply, her voice sounded old and very tired. I suppose so. Granny had told Victoria her mother was planning to come, but she'd warned her that she might not make it. What Victoria didn't know then was how many times her mother had called to say, I'm coming to see Victoria, only never to arrive. Granny had soon decided not to tell Victoria so she wouldn't be disappointed. But this time Victoria's mother had sounded so earnest that Granny had said something. Now she hoped that she hadn't made a mistake. Victoria ran to her closet and reached for her favorite dress. It was navy blue gingham and a white with a white pinafore. As soon as she was dressed with her hair pulled back in a ponytail and a white bow, she ran out of the front door, down the steps, and through the yard. She had already picked out the place where she would wait for her mother. There was an old telephone pole with a pedestal that sat by the edge of the road, just wide enough for her to sit on. From there, she could see the entire road from all directions. The sun was bright, and she had to hold her hand over her eyes to see, noting in sight, ex nothing in sight except for her neighbor, old Mr. Bearden, who was plowing his fields. Suddenly, Victoria saw something coming down the road. It was black, but too far for her to see what it was. Victoria waited, her feet swinging back and forth, hitting the pedestal with satisfying thumps. The black thing moved closer. It was still too small and slow to be a car. She smiled when she saw it was an old mother dog running down the road with two puppies nipping at her heels. Victoria loved puppies, but Granny wouldn't let her have one. Victoria jumped off the pedestal and walked toward the dogs. I could play with the puppies for a while, she thought, but she thought better of it when she looked down at her best dress. With a sigh, she turned back. The sun moved through the sky. Three hours passed, then five, and still no sign of her mother. Granny made her a sandwich for lunch, but she fed it to the ants so to watch them scurry around, snatching every last crumb. Beads of sweat gathered on her forehead as the afternoon sun grew hotter, but she never moved too far from the pedestal. She counted five cars come and go, and each time her heart would race faster when they approached and then sink as they sped, sped fast. Victoria kept busy watching the ant piles. She watched the cows eating grass at Mr. Bearden's farm, but even that wasn't fun anymore. The sun sank lower, casting shadows across the yard. As darkness fell, Granny came out on the front porch. She watched Victoria pace back and forth, straining to see if just one more car would come. But the car never came. Finally, Granny called to her, Come on in, Victoria, it's getting dark now. At first, Victoria ignored her grandmother's words as tears welled in her eyes. Her hands clenched into fists at her side. She whispered to herself, No, I won't go in. My mom will come, she will. Victoria stood there for a few minutes, tears making little rivers that ran down her dust-covered face. And then she caught a movement out of the corner of eye, her eye. She strained harder to see, and then she heard a whimper. 
It was a puppy limping down the road, one leg held up off the ground. He looked just like the puppies who'd passed by with their mother so many hours ago. He was covered in dust and was so tired he could barely walk. Victoria knelt down to get a better look, and, she, and he hobbled toward her. She picked the puppy up, holding him tight against her white pinafore. He licked her tear-stained face, and she held him closer. I guess you are looking for your mother, too. Granny had come up behind Victoria and had heard her words. The old woman picked up Victoria and the dusty puppy and headed for the rocking chair on the porch. Granny rocked them back and forth. No words were spoken. No words would do. Granny looked down at the little puppy and stroked his matted fur. He licked her hand. Finally, Granny spoke, her voice gentle. Victoria, I guess the angels sent you someone to love. Comforted, Victoria held the puppy tight as she snuggled against Granny. The night was still. The only sound was my grandma's soft singing. Hush, little baby, don't you cry. Granny's going to sing you a lullaby. I offer this story as a reminder that Mother's Day is near and because I believe it's a story of love. It's also a story about disappointment, but more importantly, it's a story about love. As I was preparing today's reflection, I came across an article that said, every child needs at least one person, not necessarily a parent, who thinks they're the greatest thing since sliced bread. Just one person can make the difference between someone who makes it and someone who doesn't. Today's reading from John offers us a strong model for living out one's faith. Using Jesus as his example, he says, We know love by this, that he laid down his life for us, and we ought to lay down our lives for one another. Today, just as in years gone past, some sort of family is important. But today, mothers, fathers, brothers, sisters, aunts, uncles, grandmothers, grandfathers tend to often have a different meaning. Blended families today give a different definition to these terms. Blended families like mine witness to the fact that mom is a mom even though mom may not have given you birth. I don't draw distinctions or differences between our kids and they don't either. Ginny is mom and for the most part, I'm Paul. In our gospel reading from John, we hear Jesus say, I am the good shepherd. I know my sheep and my sheep know me. Just as the father knows me and I know the father, I lay down my life for the sheep. I have other sheep that are not of this pen. I must bring them also. They too will listen to my voice and there will be one flock and one shepherd. I believe that in God's wisdom, God knew that God's people would end up in different denominations. But in these few verses, we're told that it doesn't matter about pen. You belong to, what pen you belong to, you still will belong to one flock. Family, the flock is important. But what constitutes the flock or the family is not. For years, our church and others have discussed whether or not today should be called Mother's Day or whether it should be called Christian Family Sunday. Today, we honor the people who have made significant contributions to our lives, those who have had a hand in who we are becoming or who we have become. Loved ones recognize us by ways that others wouldn't even notice. Likewise, we recognize those we love in the tiniest of details. Linda Johnson, a colleague from Toronto School of Theology, once told a story of meeting her mother at a club where they played badminton. She doesn't remember much about the game they had, but what she does remember was when she walked down the hallway toward the women's change room. She had heard the most delicate of sniffs coming from the change room, sniffs that she had heard for years, and she knew it was her mother. 
But her mother also knew that Linda was coming down the hall because she recognized her distinctive step. Linda and her mother recognized each other by the tiniest sound and the subtlest rhythm of a step. This is the kind of intimacy that we have with some of our family members, people who know us so well. Jesus comes to us today in the Gospel of John and says, I am the good shepherd. I know my own and my own know me. While we may not always like the image of shepherd, we have here an image of Jesus Christ as one who knows us so well that he claims ownership of us, who loves us so much that he looks for us when we are lost, who recognizes even those of us who have strayed away. He really knows us, knows us because of our distinct sniffs, walks, and coughs. It's the intimacy by which God knows each and every one of us. Today's reading from the Gospel of John is a story of love. It's the unconditional love that God has made for each of us. It's the same unconditional love that a mother has for her children. John Anderson, a United Church minister in Cambridge, Ontario, tells a personal story about his mother. My mother died just before my 14th birthday. She'd been sick for a long time, and in those days, children weren't allowed in hospitals even to visit their mothers, just as we can't visit our loved ones either. So even before she died, she was gone from my life, except for the occasional message that she would relay back to her children through the various adults who were able to, to freely come and go to the hospital. When she finally died, the word was relayed to me by a telephone call to the family with whom I was staying. I can remember vividly, as it were yesterday, the feeling of emptiness that washed over me at that moment. I felt utterly alone in the universe. You see, my mother was a, my good shepherd. She gave me courage. She believed that I could accomplish things and take on new adventures and challenges, even when I didn't believe in myself. When I failed at some challenges, she helped me to see that it was only a pra practice run on the way to getting it right. When I was hurt or scared, she was there to love me better. And when I was threatened, she was a ferocious protectress who would take on my adversary. The people for whom Jesus lays down his life are not just the chosen few, but everyone. We have a responsibility as the sheep who know the shepherd to let ourselves and others know that the pen has an open door. Jesus is both shepherd and door, the one who gives life in every sense of the word. So as we gather ecumenically, as we work in our churches, cities, nation, and the world to heal all those things that divide us, as we look not only for unity but also for a celebration of diversity, we do so knowing that Jesus, the good shepherd, is the gatherer and the life giver. All of our actions in life are nurtured in the gracious sheepfold of God's love in Jesus. Today and every day it is our mothers in whatever context it may be that through their unconditional love have made significant contributions to our life, such lives such as we are becoming or have become the person that God intended us to be. God knew what he was doing and when he created this world and placed mothers upon it, God somehow knew that they would, be, they would take over nurturing his sheepfold and showering his descendants with unconditional love. Thanks be to God. Amen. Let us bow our heads in prayer. O oh God, our loving shepherd, you come to us with the strength and love of a father and the tender mercies, patience, and protection of a loving mother. Mother. We see you in the very living of our days, and yet we so often fail to praise you or to offer our burdens to you. 
Hear us, Lord, as we lift to you our prayers for others and for ourselves. We pray for those in need, those who hunger or are homeless. We pray for those in pain, the abused, brokenhearted, and lonely. We pray for the sick in body and mind and for those who grieve, for the life of this community and all those who put their trust in you, for all their todays and all their tomorrows. We pray that your loving kindness to the world would be offered through our hands, our words, our deeds, and our hearts. Free us, Lord, as your own people to sing your praises in the work of our everyday lives, in those comings and goings of our simple and complicated living. Make us instruments of your peace and grace in weary days with weary people. Bless our memories, O God, that in our remembering we may partake of the mystery that is eternal life in its fullness. For we pray in the presence of your risen Christ and our Lord and Savior. Amen. Our closing hymn this morning is uh, from Voices United, number 120, O Jesus, I Have Promised.
as you return to the world as we presently know it. Listen for the voice of our wonderful shepherd who gave himself for us. Share his love and joy and friendship with open hearts, open minds, open hands, and open lives for all the world to see. Amen. Our postlude for today is a song by Steve Bell from his album Beyond a Shadow called Remember Me. in your fold, in your love, remember me. Show me your road with respect to the truth. Hold not against me the sins of my youth. There's no one to turn to if you won't
Well, have a great week and take care of each other and be safe.